Hi, everybody. I'm Evelyn. And I am Kendall. And welcome to another episode of Life and a Cup of Coffee, where we discuss God and Scripture and where we fit in over a cup of coffee. And what are we going to talk about today, Evelyn? Well, Kendall, we're going to talk about difficult people. Difficult people. And I hope that is not aimed at me, is it? It is not. Just generally speaking, we're going to be talking about relationships and yeah. um, and the things that arise and how to deal with yeah. certain situations. Yes. Sounds good to me. You ready for the music? I am looking forward to it. Let's do this. And we are being true to what we say right now. It is the afternoon. We have um, uh, you know, had our worship services this morning. It is Sunday. And we have our coffee in front of us, right? We have our coffee. It's the afternoon, but it is not decaf. It so is not decaf. And I noticed that you filled mine halfway. And is that because I'm a jittery person? And That it is. is. <laughs> and you know, you can have more if you want, but I just thought we'd start off small with you. Well, um, you know, your hands for, already shaking. See, my hands are always shaking. Okay, but um, for our listener, listeners listening to the podcast, I have a coffee cup that says "Not today, Satan." <laughs> so, if you're a difficult or person, you might go to. Okay, yeah. Purgatory. Purgatory. Well, yours says purgatory, not your purgatory. boy got you that. I know. It's <laughs> awesome, right? It's a purgatory. Um, purgatory. So it tells you how to pronounce it, and then it says the anguished. Prolonged period spent waiting for a fresh pot of coffee to be ready. <laughs> that, well, awesome. I, and I've got the coffee right here if you need it. Awesome. So. Well, you know, I might, I might um, take you up on that extra cup of coffee. But difficult people, you know, I don't get this, um, this image that comes to mind. I don't think, you know, when God created humanity, human beings in Genesis chapter 1, where it says, let us create humankind in our image, right, after our likeness, and um, let them have dominion and care for mm-hmm. the creation. I, I don't get this picture that he said, and let them argue, and let some of them be difficult people. Right? Yeah, I don't I don't think he thought that either. Um, yeah. Of course, he knew everything beforehand, I believe, but... Um, and and everything that I say, know that these are things I think and I believe, but it doesn't mean I'm right. Oh, you're free to think. But, okay. You know, in fact, I'm surprised you haven't worn that T-shirt of yours that says "Think." It's not illegal yet. That's right? for another uh, podcast. Yeah. You just wait. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> kind of um, cool. Yeah. But um, you um, know, we were talking about codependency. Do you remember when we were talking about that? It was when you brought up difficult people. I, I immediately thought about creation, and I immediately went to the garden incident. Right, mm-hmm. the garden event, right? Where, um, and the reason why I say codependency, if you recall the conversation, um, we were created to be dependent upon God, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, being that God created one male, one female, we were made equally in the image of God, complete equal equality, top to bottom. You know, from what I read, okay, given equal responsibility. But in that, we were to be codependent upon each other, right? Right. Okay. Um, but what I see happening in the garden is that the codependency was shattered, and our dependency upon God was shattered, causing you know a relational tension. And you see that happening in the garden. Everything was good. They weren't being difficult until they decided to act apart from God. Right. And I right? think that they're, they were different from each other. And yeah. I think that in the garden before sin came, that they were 
synergistic, if that's a word. No, I, I think um, that, yeah, I think that's um, a good term to use. I want to look it up right okay. now. Yeah, <laughs> I well, so want to. I, I'm sure there's someone out there who will be happy that's to correct me. That's not how we use synergistic. Uh, there are a lot of. Uh, I'm going to make this difficult yeah, for them. English majors out there, um, <laughs> but because of sin, our differences were then turned into uh, at each other in. Um, ways of possibly anger or jealousy or uh, righteousness. And And you see that happening immediately um, upon their decision to, like, we're going to determine what is right and wrong in our own eyes, right? And then suddenly um, they start blaming each other, and they even blame God um, with the situation. And you see this relational breakdown. And that's why I say codependency. And I I think they were a little afraid, too, because they're like, oh, no, we we know we did something we shouldn't have, and God's looking for us, and he's talking to us now, and he's just not happy. So you certainly get a sense of shame blame, with, with yeah. that story. Shame um, and blame. And but, you know, I, I just want to kind of drill this home, home um, drill, this, drill this point a little further before we move on. Do you understand what I mean by codependency? Yes. Okay, so just entertain me for a second. Um, they were co- to be codependent upon each other, just like you and, you and I, depending upon each other, and then both of us dependent upon God, okay, as equals. Okay, not equal with God, but equals with ourselves. We decide to act autonomous apart from God to determine what was good and evil for ourselves. Suddenly, the relational picture gets marred. I start acting independently of you. You start acting independently of me. We start blaming each other. And we even, you know, we're kind of, you know, I think in the story, Adam even says, man, this woman that you, you gave me, you know, you, right? That he's blaming God right there. Mm. So you have this relational breakdown. And from that point, the story doesn't work into um, relationships gone really bad. It goes right to Cain and Abel, doesn't mm-hmm. it? And man, that's a that's a dark event right there. Mm-hmm. If you ever if you ever seen one, okay. And I don't know who was the difficult person there, Cain or Abel. Can you picture Cain? Maybe Abel was just like egging him on, right, or poking Cain. I don't know. Yeah, Cain, you I, stink I at think, everything. I think that Cain was probably a very negative person. I think, yeah. Well, you know what? That's an interesting. Um, that would be a whole podcast altogether. Yeah. They were raised by the same parents. Yeah, well, a lot of kids are. But I you mean, get the sense that nothing's ever good enough. Abel's perfect, and he's over there just rubbing in my face. It's no wonder that he brought um, his first fruits to God, and he. I, I get the sense that he's like, nothing's good enough. Here you go, God. And God is like, man, Cain, you have to like really take control of this. right? Or, or that Cain was like, God, why do you like his so much better than mine? Like that that perception, right? And maybe God's like, I didn't envy or jealousy. Yeah. Or or yeah, maybe he just got the wrong impression because maybe it could be that Abel would talk more to God and God spent more time with him. Yeah, that's, he spent more time with um I don't know. You know, but I don't think we can like always paint Abel to be like this this you know, this person, right. this whole positive person. He like I said, he could have been rubbing yeah. it in too. You yeah. know what I mean? And I could be totally wrong. And that's what are you going to do? Kill me? Yeah. What are you going to do? Kill me? Huh? Yeah. You know, Kane, you're going to kill me? <laughs> Bam. I just might. <laughs> but yeah, difficult people were surrounded them with them all, all, you know, from top to bottom. Yeah. So maybe you're saying maybe Abel was difficult. <gasps> that's what I'm saying. Oh. Did that just hit you? Did that yes. synopsis just fire off? Yeah. Well, we always look at Cain as the difficult one, 
But there's there needs to be an antagonist. Very interesting. You know, there oh. needs to be someone pushing the story. Well, along. see that you can change my mind. Yeah. Well, I, that's I interesting. I'm just offering a different. I perspective. love thinking of stuff like that. You know? you know. But it's something to consider when we talk about yeah. the story. Um. And um. Yeah, Cain was definitely a dark character, but. Um, you do you have any scripture that you want to talk about um, with this difficult people situation? I see Matthew over there. I see you have written yes, Matthew down. I have Matthew five forty three forty seven, and I'm going to let you read it because you're just a better reader than I am. Oh, I mean, really? I'm, I'm good sometimes, but I have my moments. Can I use a voice? You may use a voice. Characterize it all. Well, Matthew. Uh, well, let's see. What do you have here? Matthew chapter five verses forty three through forty seven. Where are my glasses? I'm going oh. to just hold this at um, a distance here. You can just... Kind of I can see it. No, 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 don't do that. All right. Um, so I'm going to... This is Jesus speaking. It's during a sermon uh, um, that he's given on the mount. And it, 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 um, it goes these words right here. You have heard it. <laughs> I'm just going to read it. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Wow, thanks, Jesus. I'm a Gentile. That's what I got out of that. You know, I read all that and I get to the end. Do not even the Gentiles. Wait a second. I'm a Gentile. <laughs> Jesus is thinking ill of me. <laughs> oh, maybe now, not right now. No, no. Um, it, that, that's a beautiful scripture. You get the sense that Jesus is turning something upside down that they were thinking, right? Yes. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what's going on. Believe it or not, when I read that that scripture right there, it actually triggers uh, the story of Jonah. Oh, uh, how so? Well, think about this. When you get to the end of Jonah, right? Well, first of all, where does God tell Jonah to go to? Nineveh. Yeah, those people are enemies. Ninevites. Ooh, okay. That was fun to say, wasn't it? Yes, it yeah, was. Yeah, I want to say the word, but I have no reason okay. to right now. Okay, but um, the the Ninevites. There we go. But they were they were not a people that um, were kind. Let's just say they were nasty. Okay, mm-hmm. and here God is sending His prophet to go go to them. Okay, basically be a missionary to them. And Jonah is like, "What is up with that?" Well, he goes. In, well, he goes and tries to flee. You know the story, but here's the thing: by the end of the story, this one question gets gets put to the reader at the end. Okay, and um, you can't miss this point because this is what the whole um, illustration is leading up to. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about loving and worshiping a god? that loves your enemies. Well, I'm okay with it, but... It's, that's know, a hard thing. Well, let, let's, I'm not Jonah. Let's bring this into the New Testament, okay? Yeah. Jesus died for you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and that makes you feel good, right? Yes, Jesus died for me. And we're like, and we're so wretched. And you, you get yourself in that place, okay? But you're not really thinking that you're so terrible, like the worst sinner in the world, right? Okay? So Jesus died for you. 
But guess what? Jesus also died for that difficult person that has been getting on your nerves lately and making your life miserable. Jesus died for that person too. How do you feel about that? And that's what's kind of, that's what that passage is going on there. Love your enemies. You mean the people that persecute me? Yeah, mm-hmm. because you know what? I died for them too. And that's what we have to wrestle with as Christians. That's a very difficult point right there, wouldn't mm-hmm. you say? Yeah, I think it can be. Um, I'm I'm a little different because um, I, I choose to be a cup half full kind of person. So for me, when somebody's being difficult and like if I were Jonah, I'd be like, okay, God, I'm not real pleased about it, but I will because I know you you have better things in store. But I'm I'm so just a... Um, I'm just more easygoing than that. I think it's something in my DNA. Yeah, I'm just easier. What is the worst place on the face of the earth that you could possibly go to right now to risk your entire life? Maybe they'll skin you alive when you get there. This is a wonderful podcast, by the way. Well, where Where is the place that you you could think of? I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Um, what I about mean, a place that has just like wreaked havoc upon people and your family went there and they killed your family mm-hmm. in the worst imaginable way possible? Oh, yeah, that would probably Yeah, really, I'm just trying to, I'm, do, I'm yeah. using extreme here. Yeah. Okay, because, yeah, you almost have to with me, extremes. Because yeah. I, I guess I was just thinking so of the says, simple things. God says, go to that place right there. These people that have um, the propensity to come up against your people and kill them and take you for everything that you have. Yeah, I guess I'd And go be preach to them and say, my God loves you. <laughs> Yeah, I see your point. Do you see that? Well, you believe in uh, um, Lord and Savior that um, has not only died for you, but died for your worst enemy, too. Yeah. I guess it's one of those, um, unless you're in the situation, you think you can be one way and, we and like then to find think, out you're another. We really like to think, high, we, we either go through two two extremes, I think, I, and I see this a lot in the ministry, someone who thinks very highly of themselves or someone who thinks too lowly of themselves. Yeah. And I'm not, um, I'm not thinking highly of myself so much as I'm thinking that um, I just, I want peace and I want people to get along. And Why can't we all so, just... But I know that that it's not like that realistically. So I try not to um, harbor anything bad. I do see. I do see you. Um, I know that right now you're just not saying. But I am so positive and loving because that's what I want to portray to our audience right now. And then I hit stop recording. You start yelling at me. <laughs> no, well, I, no, I know that, that you don't do that. Is that yeah. that's what I'm saying? You're being genuine right now. And that's the person I know you to be. Hey, let's let's bring this to um, something a little bit more relatable. Okay, let's talk about um, perhaps our our day to day relationships. What that when we don't get along, when you and I do not get along, which is rare. We usually get along, but let's mm-hmm. face it. Sometimes we can be difficult to each other. We can get into a heated argument. Okay, mm-hmm. we're not throwing stuff no. or beating each other up. Most of the time, we're like yin and yang, and we think quite a bit alike. And like, and um, I think a lot of times we actually fight alike. We do, and that may be a problem because we're well. I mean, well, what I want to get at here is because there's something that is very difficult to do when you're disagreeing, and that's pausing and saying, we need to break from this conversation because we're not thinking rationally. Right. Who in there, who does that? 
Yeah. You know, and that's a hard thing to do. You know, and we didn't actually, we, uh, I'm one of those, I want to dig in and I want to go more and more Yeah, and you're more. terrifying. Yeah, I'm a bull. But. Oh, okay, so now a couple seconds ago, I don't know. I'm so wonderful and loving. <laughs> but right now you're a bull. Yeah. Uh, where, who are you right now? Okay, because I just got done telling our audience that you're being genuine and nice and loving and compassionate. That's why I'm, well. But sometimes I bring the lightning and yeah. you feel the thunder. That's right. <laughs> and don't you forget. Okay, it. no, 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 just um, no I was going to say, um, I think that when, as long as we've been on this journey together uh, in our Christianity, we were Christians when we met, but we've been on this journey. And, and I think that that's help us, helped us learn how to, um, be together, how to fight together, how to argue it, together. It is something to... that you learn, but you know, there are those arguments. And I know that if you're a human being in relationship with some someone, you're going to eventually get into an argument and someone's going to have to give. It's mm-hmm. going to be one of those arguments where someone's going to have to like, just, just suck it up basically and say, man, I need to take a break. And here's the reason why this is the hardest thing to do. I need to take a break because right now I don't want to say something to harm you because I love you enough to be able to take a break. Now, I don't want to take a break and go away and stew or try to think of worse things I can say to hurt you. I want to go away and I want to calm down and I want to pray and I want to come back. And Do you love me enough right now to allow that to happen? That's the hard part. Yeah, and that's what you're talking about now is boundaries. Yeah, boundaries. And that's how you deal with difficult people when you aren't yeah. able to really describe uh, what you're feeling yeah. other than just, I've got to stop and walk away from this right now. Well, the worst thing is to have two difficult people now in the situation, mm-hmm. whereas before there was only one, now there's two. But and don't don't you think, though, that um, there should be a coming together and a meeting of the minds and stuff because I don't I, I think that God wants us to continue to love the difficult areas in our lives, the difficult people. And there, you know, while we only argue once in a blue moon, there are people that um are so difficult. I've known in families and in life that people say they can't be around certain people for a long period of time because you, they're so difficult. You just saying that right now, I just know that whoever's listening, that touched someone because they're like, they're, they have someone in mind mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? You'd say difficult person, they're, they're thinking of someone right now. And it's like, how do you take the higher ground on that? Mm-hmm. Right? Because some people just like, it, it's like they don't want to resolve the situation because because we just want to be right. Or, or the, and the other person doesn't know how. I mean, yeah. it's like no matter what you say or do, you can't do it right yeah. or say it right. Yeah, you can't do anything right with it with certain people. And that's why you you set the boundaries. But yeah. I believe you should always, well, depending on the situation, in most cases, though, how do you show love and compassion to that person? Well, you just, okay, this is cool. You just listed two virtues, love, compassion. Those are virtues, right? Mm-hmm. You ever notice that difficult people tend to live into their vices over and against living into virtues. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really think about it, difficult people tend, like someone who drinks a lot, that's a vice, right? Someone who drinks a lot, that doesn't lead to other, that does not lead to fruitful virtues. That leads mm-hmm. to usually um, quick temper, right? Right, Recklessness, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So difficult people tend to live inside 
toward the area of their vices, whereas people that are not difficult per se, I'm not saying they can never be, but people that are not difficult per se tend to um, nurture and grow in their virtues. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you really take a, a close, hard look, you're going to see that distinction right there. And what about the person who is perhaps maybe bipolar and um, you're trying, I mean, to the person around them who's trying to help them, they look at that person as very difficult because they are, but I don't think it's something they can really help most times. I think that's a genuine, loving understanding. Mm-hmm. And it takes a very special person to recognize and live into that because it, it, it from afar, you're like, man, I, I would love to be in that situation. What they're doing is wonderful. I think I could do that. But then you're put in that situation where you have to care and love and, and tolerate, I'm going to say, lovingly tolerate this person and help them through this life. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that's that's a hard thing. I've never been put in that situation before, mm-hmm. um, but I've seen people who are, and it's tough. It, it, you know, you see the the fruitful virtues come to life in a very real way, but it's difficult. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, to bring and I, I think that's a good scripture for that Ephesians four one through six. I therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg of you to lead a life worthy of calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Those are virtues right there, haven't you? Making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father for all, who is above all and through all and all. Yeah, that's that's good. And um, notice that he started off with therefore. That's right. Yeah, that means that something's coming before that that's mm-hmm. causing you know, Paul to say something. He's like, yes. man, therefore, live in this manner. And he, all those things he listed are... are Godly virtues, mm-hmm. humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love. Not just bearing with one another because you want to make the day to be easier, but literally because you love mm-hmm. that person and you care about them enough to make life just a little bit more pleasant for them and for yourself mm-hmm. in the name of the one God. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that's the that's the person that you're maybe family or close to, but when it's a stranger, that's that's a little more complicated. Well, do you get the sense that Paul's saying, hey, morons, it's easy. Just do it this way. You don't get that sense, right? No. Okay, you get the sense like, man, I know that this is difficult, but will you please do that because the world is watching? Yeah, I should have let you read that in that voice. Really? Yeah. No, because I think the moment you put that in my hands and I bring it to my mouth, I do this voice. No. <laughs> okay. But um, what else you got? I, you know, Galatians 1.10. You um, read that now. Let me look at it in, in just a moment right now. I'm going to stay away from that one because there's a context that Paul's talking about, and I really don't want to lift it okay. out of context, okay? okay? Right. I, I, want, I want to honor that. You know, Ephesians, we, you know, we can pretty much place that, but that one we can't. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll let one. you read Proverbs. Oh, please, please. Proverbs, Proverbs 25:17. Hey, people. No, it doesn't start up with that. Okay. Are you me- reading yeah. from the message? Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, Seldom set foot in your neighbor's house. Too much of you, and they will hate you. <laughs> that's a boundary marker, that, right? Yeah. Let's not push it, yeah. right? You know, yeah. so. 
that's fun. But you know, what I'm getting from this, Evelyn, is that it's difficult people. There's no easy there's no easy solution when dealing with difficult people. We have difficult people in our families. We have we have difficult situations at work. Maybe someone that's listening has a difficult boss or even a difficult spouse. 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 Or coworker. Um, yeah, there we're just you know, but I used to work with some some people, especially when you get a bunch of girls together. It oh, I'm not going to touch that one. I know, but yeah. um, I'm I am. Okay. Have fun. Uh, Not today, Satan. When you're working, uh, women, we tend to um, get together in 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 a work environment and get on each other's nerves, and um, so sometimes it's not so lovely. But um, you know, at the same time, you really do have each other's back. So we we do tolerate each other, and we do. Um, and I'm not talking about the work environment I'm in now, guys. So just in case. Well, I'm always but, wary of situations where people have each other's back, but at the same time they're willing to stab each other yeah. in the back. I mean, that's just well, a scary. When I say that, thing. I mean I, I mean a lot of. Uh, I have seen women who seem so ornery with each other, and then when something bad happens, they rally around. That person, uh, when you're working together for a long time, you're like a family. So you rally around that person that is hurt, and, and you try to make things better for them. So I think there is a love there. Yeah, there's just uh, like you said, our our vanity gets in our way. And, it's just relational. Yeah, being in a relationship, I've never been in um, a perfect relationship, and if I if it looks to be that way, it's probably a shallow relationship mm-hmm. where I don't really know the other person that well. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about friendships and stuff right yeah. now. Um, but when it when you truly get to know someone, you're gonna. Um, you're gonna um, rub them the wrong way eventually. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think you're right. And um, Christianity is about forgiveness, mm-hmm. so we're gonna have to exercise that and, and grow in forgiveness over as well. Over and over yeah. and over. You know, but let, let's um, bring this back around full circle and start wrapping things up because I don't think there's an easy answer to this. But even Paul, you get this kind of like um, um, thing where you read his words. He's like, he's knowing that this is not an easy thing to do, but mm-hmm. we got to strive. We have to strive for this. Um, we have to bring everything back to, I think, the order in which God created relationships to be. Mm-hmm. Loving, um, just treating each other with respect, listening to each other, talking in a manner that is that lifts them up rather than tears them down, and trying to understand each other. Mm-hmm. When I look at Genesis 1, um, with the human beings created in with all equality, um, mm-hmm. um, I, I see that picture, and I see how it got marred, and I see through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit working through us, we can get back to that, mm-hmm. but it's going to take a lot of effort, and we have to not resist the work that we desire of the Holy Spirit to do with it. Right. Us. It's a matter and, of just, it's a matter of letting the Holy Spirit in. Ooh, that was the ice. Did you hear that? Oh, that scared me. You know maker. what it sounded like? Our little uh, skateboard thing. Yeah. Is what it sounded like. Oh, really? Oh, it was cool. <laughs> but it really, um, I think, they're, again, difficult people. They're always going to be around, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even heaven, yeah. there'll be some difficult people. Who knows, yeah. all right? Um, hey, I wanted to remind you, this is our fourth podcast. Oh, my gosh. You know, we've been out this for over a month. Yeah. I'm I'm having fun with this. I am too. I was very excited this morning that we were going to do this after Brian? church. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. I I I enjoy talking to you in this format. Do you realize that it helps us listen to each other better? I don't know if you've noticed that, but I have. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
with that, people. Let uh, you know, just find a way, and and you know, maybe go in prayer when you're dealing with difficult people, and you can just do that right, um, right in front of them, right, Evelyn, like right in front of them. You can say, "Please help me deal with this difficult person." Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but um, God bless all of you. Um, I think this was a difficult conversation to be had. Um, it's even more difficult to do. But God bless you um, in your relationships as you go about. And be full of joy. Be full of love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What Bye-bye. button am I going to press? Ooh. Possibilities are endless.